oh, fuck, I didn't know better back then. I actually just forgot that my power is literally always here. I forgot that I'm literally always whole and complete. And so now on from this space and this new level of awareness, I get to move forward differently. Spirituality gets a lot of side eye these days. And admittedly, some of it is pretty well-deserved. Things can feel a little bit floaty, a little bit out there, and more than a little weird. But I promise, it's not that crazy. It just needs to feel a little more human. And that, my friends, is why I'm here. I'm your host, Caitlin, and my goal is to take the super woo and bring it back down to planet Earth. Whether you're spiritually curious, spiritually closeted, or just a spiritual seeker who's itching to take things a little less seriously, there's something here for you. This is a Soulfire Productions podcast. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of the show. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you guys. I am buzzing to get into today's episode. I'm not telling you I'm excited today. (laughs) Different word, but I actually am buzzing, honestly. I'm chomping at the bit a little bit. Going to take you on a little rant today. We're going on a ride together. But before I jump into that, I just wanted to share two quick little reminders first because they're actually going to end up being relevant to the rant that I'm about to get into and just want to get the housekeeping out of the way. So these are, you know, if you've been around for a few episodes now, you'll probably remember these, but these are the two ways to come hang out and play in my world right now, which are Define and Immerse. So first up, Define. This is the human design mini course where we go over the fundamentals of your chart We really take our time here. The focus is on day-to-day actual embodiment of these, and I would argue that these are kind of the most important aspects of your chart to really get down and understand and literally embody. You really do not need to know a whole lot about your chart to benefit from it and from the information that's in there. I honestly think a lot of human design is overcomplicated and gets a little bit too deep. I think you can benefit with literally just three these three things as long as you know how to actually apply them and you learn what it feels like to actually live them day to day. Hence why I created this program. I love it so much. So if you're someone who wants to focus on the embodiment, if you want to you know, benefit from human design without getting into all of the nitty gritty details of your chart, or if you feel like you've you know, missed out on a little bit of the embodiment and you kind of want to go back to the basics, this would be great for you as well. So there will be a link in the show notes for that. And the other option is if you want to go even deeper on your chart. So, you know, maybe you've been around human design for a while, you know a little bit about your chart, or, you know, if you're newer and you just really want to know all there is to know, definitely will also, you know, integrate a lot of the embodiment here as well, because that is my big thing, the actual application. But like I said, if you want to go deeper, then Immerse is going to be more your speed. This is a little bit more of the traditional kind of reading format. So we have all the space and all the time to go really deep on those details. But it is also super fun, super beneficial. There's also, I would like to mention, a VIP upgrade option for both of these, Immerse and Define, for three days of Voxer support, which will give you real-time support with integration. And this is so, so, so powerful. Like I cannot recommend it enough, honestly, because some of the biggest transformation that I've had with my own chart is in that real-time day-to-day embodiment support. When you have a question, you know, when you come up against a block in your actual day-to-day life and you shoot that quick note over 
not only are you moving the energy in the moment, but you get the answer to the question that day, um, sometimes even like minutes later. And so you're actually able to understand in real time what it looks like to navigate that block or, you know, how to use your learnings of your human design chart and apply them to whatever the situation is. And it makes it that much easier and that much quicker for you to actually integrate with your human design. So this is an absolute game changer. I would highly recommend that option if you feel called. Links, as I said, will be in the show notes for all of that. And, you know, as always, you can message me if you have questions, if you need help deciding which one is a better fit for you. All the good stuff. So with that, let's get into today's topic. I was actually going to record something completely different for today, but Something earlier today really set me off about this. And so I was like, you know what, Bucket, let's rant, let's go. I'm into it. So here we are. And one more quick thing, actually, before I get into it. Some of you probably will remember a few weeks ago, I dropped an episode that was titled, Can We Not With This Healing Bullshit? This is going to be a very similar rant. So I recommend you check that out if you haven't yet. And Actually, honestly, I would recommend listening before you listen to this one because I am actually going to touch on pieces of that one in this little rant today. So you may want to just brush up on that either for the first time or if you listened, you know, maybe just refresh your memory just so you're all caught up and you know kind of what I'm talking about when I reference it in this episode. So ah, today's topic, today's rant is the whole taking your power back thing. Can we actually not? Can we not? I'm so, oh, it grinds my gears. And I honestly don't know whether this is just within the spiritual community. I mean, I do see it happening all the time there, but I'm pretty sure this also gets thrown around in other spaces too. I feel like it's kind of the same crowd that throws around the, you know, I'm still healing bullshit that I ranted about in the last solo, or maybe that wasn't the last solo, but whatever number that was. I think it's kind of the whole personal development, self-help, self-improvement worlds in general that kind of do this and I'm calling it out. And oh my God, wait, actually, I just remembered what it was that set me off. So earlier today I was scrolling through, maybe it was TikTok, maybe it was Reels, not really sure which, but earlier today I was scrolling and it was like this voiceover thing where this girl was like, oh, you know, I'm still healing. So blah, blah, blah. And I was like, can we literally stop using that as an excuse? It's the same thing. I know she said healing, but it's the same thing with taking your power back. It's like, oh, if I can just take my power back, then I can do X, Y, Z, or, you know, I need to take my power back from this situation and then I can blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I'm sorry. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't because your power never left. Your power never left. You're just using that or the fact that you're, you know, quote unquote, still healing as an excuse for not doing the thing or as an excuse for the way that you've been showing up. And it becomes this really dramatic thing when in reality it gets to be as simple as, oh, fuck, I didn't know better back then. I actually just forgot that my power is literally always here. I forgot that I'm literally always whole and complete. And so now on from this space and this new level of awareness, I get to move forward differently. That's so much lighter. And you know what? It is. <laughs> I'm literally actually calling myself out for this 
because I have been fumbling around with this for the past couple of weeks, like, quote unquote, dropping my power and, quote unquote, giving it away to all these situations and these sensations that have been coming up. Because I have this pattern that still shows up for me all the time, like annoyingly often at this point, because again, these things never go away. We're just being given opportunities to, you know, integrate them even deeper. But anyway, this pattern that I've been bumping up against is literally staying in struggle. It's a way of keeping myself from reaching my next level because I believe deep down that I haven't done enough or like it cannot be this easy or it can't feel this good. And it's so frustrating for me because I've done, I mean, at this point, literal years worth of work to, you know, decondition this part of me to rewrite this limiting belief. But there is still a part of me that believes that it doesn't get to be easy for me, that I have to struggle and it has to feel like shit to get what I want and to be really successful and all the things. And I mean, like I said, it's so fucking frustrating. It's so frustrating because there is so much that's really exciting that's happening right now for me. Like things are kind of popping off and I'm um, getting these invitations kind of seemingly from out of nowhere, which is so fun and exciting. I mean, you know, life is really surprising and delighting me in a lot of ways, which I've been, you know, asking for and working towards for a really long time. So I'm really excited about it. But at the same time, there's a part of me that's still trying to self-protect from all of this excitement and all this momentum by, quote unquote, giving my power away to these different situations that have been popping up. And I mean, I feel like I've talked about this before in earlier episodes, but our brains are so beautiful and incredible and powerful. And the beautiful, incredible, powerful brain that's in my head is overtaking the feelings that I know to be true in my body. You know, in my body, I feel incredibly safe. I feel incredibly successful and abundant and all the things like self-sourcing all of those things is a key to quote unquote manifestation. Yet my head is screaming about all of this pressure and the what ifs and all of that, you know, mental fuckery that's happening is hijacking the sensations of safety and success and all the good things that are true in my body. So I'm feeling that pressure manifest as anxiety and frustration and stress and all those things that I don't want. And so it's this choice that I'm constantly bumping up against lately that's like, who am I going to be? Am I going to commit to being the person who gets overwhelmed by the sensations of anxiety and all of the stories that they, you know, perpetuate inside my head? Or am I going to decide to remember that I get to decide that I'm the powerful one and that life doesn't get to fuck with me? And, you know, as I say that, I actually don't believe that life fucks with you. I believe that life is actually always just saying yes to you. But if that's true, you know, am I going to let it say yes to struggle and pressure and overwhelm? Or am I going to shift out of that and anchor into my power and anchor into success and certainty and safety and all of those things that I felt to be true in my body and that I've been working for a long time to make true for me, to make my baseline? And, you know, I'm honestly just laughing a little bit at myself at this point because, I just told you a couple minutes ago that like, oh, it's the real that triggered me. But as I'm talking you through all that, in reality, it's literally just me that triggers me. Like, hi, this is my life all the time. 
the reel or the TikTok or whatever it was, was really just a mirror of this way that I've been triggering myself the past couple of weeks. Like life is always giving us mirrors to ourselves through all of these different means, whether it's a TikTok, whether it's a person, whatever. But it's not just me. It's all of us. You know, I see this happening a lot with friends and clients and all sorts of different people. But I think it's especially prevalent for those of us who have or maybe are currently, you know, falling into that, I'm still healing or like, I just need to take my power back camp. I really, really feel like this attachment to constantly healing or searching for our power is really just an excuse, like I said, to not do the hard things and to not go after what we really want. Or like I said earlier, in my case, like it's a way to self-protect from actually getting the things we want because when we actually get the thing we want, like that's a completely unknown scenario and that's kind of scary because it's unknown and unfamiliar. And even though it feels crunchy as fuck where we are, it's also really weird and hard and uncomfortable to break through that next level, whatever that is. And so it's like, you know, I'm healing, so I'm going to need this person or this situation or even life itself to be gentle with me. Or it's like, I'm healing, so I'm going to put off this thing because I'm feeling tender and I'm not whole or in my power yet, so I can't break free to that next level. You know, I can't, I can't get it. I'm not ready. And that's bullshit. Oh, it's just bullshit. And you know, I'm sorry if this sounds harsh. I'm not trying to insinuate that there are never times that we need to go slow or, you know, be gentle with ourselves because there absolutely are. Like sometimes you just get dealt a shitty hand and you got to take a moment and regroup, you know, like lick your wounds for a minute. And I have an incredible amount of compassion for those moments because I have had plenty myself. But What I'm really talking about here is that belief that a lot of us hold that because we are still healing, that because we have wounds and traumas and triggers to navigate, that we're also not powerful as fuck at the same time. And I am sorry, but that's just bullshit. I (laughs) feel like I've said this about 17 times between this and the last episode, so I apologize, but like, sorry, not sorry for repeating myself because I think it really does bear repeating. We are literally always going to be navigating the triggers and the wounding and the traumas and all that stuff. It never goes away. I'm sorry. It's true. (laughs) Not a single one of us will ever reach this point where we're like standing on the mountaintop and we're like, that's it. I'm done. I'm fully healed. I'm fully integrated. I am once again, you know, a perfect specimen, a soul in a body. I'm good. Completely merged with my higher self. Like, no. I'm sorry. You're still a fucking human. You're not ascended. If you were ascended, you would literally not be on this earth plane anymore. So you'd probably be dead not to be dark, but your soul would be like, cool, I learned all my lessons. I'm out. I'm going to go party up in the astral. (laughs) But, you know, as you are here listening to this podcast, you are still a soul walking around in a meat suit, a human suit, whatever you want to call it. I think meat suit's kind of funny. I know a lot of people are like, ugh. But anyway, you're a human. So you're still literally always going to be subject to all of the human shit. And maybe this is just me. Maybe it's a little bit masochistic even, but I actually like want the lessons. I actually want to learn and grow and expand. And that doesn't mean that a lot of them don't suck. 
A lot of them do. (laughs) They're not easy all the time. Do I sometimes wish that it could be easier to move past them? Yeah, for sure. I do. But even as I say that, it's kind of funny because I have one of my mentor's voices in the back of my head being like, just shift how you're thinking about it. And I'm like rolling my eyes because can everything not be a matter of perspective all the time? But plot twist it is. But anyway, the really big important takeaway here is that exactly the same way that I said in the last episode that we will carry our wounded parts with us always, we also always carry the whole and complete version of ourselves with us. And let's not forget that that version has been around for so much longer. Like the whole authentic, powerful as fuck version of you that like popped out of your mother's womb has been there a lot longer than any of your wounded parts. And I guess you could argue that, you know, whenever you believe the soul attaches to the developing little body, I'm not going to make any claims there, but, you know, whatever point that you assume that is, that's when the whole authentic, powerful version of you came to be. And so because that has existed for so much longer than these little wounded parts of ourselves, like that's way more powerful. And I don't know about you, but that really carries some weight with me. Like that makes me feel good to think about that whole authentic Caitlin is in me all the time, just waiting for me to acknowledge her and to ask her to take the wheel. Like, Oh, it's so funny when I think about that because my chest literally starts to get really activated. And that's my authority. If you've listened to some of my earlier episodes, you'll know that my chest, like my heart space, is literally my authority. And it's like, yes, I'm here. That's it. Keep going. Yes, yes, yes. Because at this point, I'm so tuned into my authority that I can kind of feel that sensation when things are correct for me, like my chest literally starts buzzing. And so as I'm thinking this, as I'm speaking it out loud, because my authority connects to my voice as well, when I'm saying that this whole authentic version of you has always been there, my authority is like, yes, (laughs) yes, that's it. I've always been here. I'm right here. And I mean, that's, that's it really. Like the illusion that the whole and complete version of you is somewhere outside of you. You need to go out and find it or it exists only when you're healed. Bullshit. 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 It's always there with you. You just need to remember to tap back into it. Just like I told you in whatever last solo that was about how healing is bullshit. The idea that you, you know, need to re-become whole it's bullshit. You just need to remember that you already are. It's so simple. Like it really is that simple, but I will say it's not always easy. It's definitely not always been my experience that it's easy, but it really is that simple. And so, you know, that's one of the things, of course, thinking about human design still, I think is so powerful is when you look at your chart and you can see the open centers, which are really where you know, you're typically most susceptible conditioning, not necessarily all the time. But when you look at that, you can really see where all these voices of, you know, the wounded parts of us and the triggers and the stories you're telling yourself come from. It's a visual representation because when you're not empowered to live by your authority, which I've said before, it's literally the key to self-trust. Those voices that come through the open centers get so loud. Things get amplified wherever you're open in your chart. And I remember when this first really, really clicked for me, like 
<laughs> there is so much openness in my chart. I only have two centers defined out of nine possible centers. So it was like a bunch of fucking white. And I was definitely not empowered to really trust myself and trust my direction. And I want to be clear, you know, that's to no fault of the people around me or even society at large, right? Like, especially the people closest to me, like they thought they were doing what was best for me and teaching me, you know, to be safe growing up in the ways that they thought I would be most protected and all the things. And so I actually, you know, I, I have a lot of love for that, but I still struggled massively with self-esteem and self-trust and all of these things for so many years because I was trusting the amplification of everything I absorbed through those open centers over my own heart and my own direction. And that literally is what my authority is based on. It's like my heart and my direction and what makes me feel like me. And so it's just really interesting to reflect on, you know, the contrast between those many years where I was living out of that amplification and now living from my authority, you know, literally trusting myself and my direction over anything else. It's so massive. And it literally feels like I'm plugged into my power source when I'm tapped into my authority. It feels like, you know, I'm I'm leading myself when I'm living from that place moment to moment, day to day. And it's like when the pressure and the overwhelm and the stories kick in again, I know exactly how to tap myself back in because I know what it feels like to be tapped in. It literally is a felt experience. And so if there's one thing I think that I would love for you to take away from this rant is that your power truly always is there with you. You didn't lose it. (laughs) You don't need to go find it anywhere or take it back from whoever. You just need to plug back in. And it's not to beat yourself up for the moments where you do get overwhelmed or anxious or whatever it is. It's just a moment of like, oh, thank you, life, for that reminder. And then a decision of who you want to be, you know, in that moment and moving forward. Because you do get to decide. Like you get to be the leading energy of your life, not all the stories and the sensations that feel super overwhelming at times. Not the wounded parts of you, but that real authentic you that's always been there that's just waiting for you to, you know, acknowledge her or him or they and let them take the wheel. So, huh, that was a lot. (laughs) But I hope part of that resonated. I know I certainly feel a lot better after moving all of that out. So I hope it was a useful reminder for you too. If something did resonate, I would love, love, love if you would let me know. You can shoot me a note on Instagram and tell me what it was or, you know, maybe share it in your stories and call it out. Make sure to tag me if you do. Um, I would love to see it and say hello. And, you know, I'll just call you back to those announcements from the very beginning of the episode. You know, if you want to learn to tap into your authority, you know, your power source using human design, then links in the show notes again for Immerse or Define. You can always message me again if you need help deciding. I mean, I'm sure you guys know at this point that I think human design is the most incredible tool to tap you back into that power and that self-trust. Your authority is literally always there. It is literally always speaking to you, even if you don't know it. But it certainly doesn't have to be that. So, you know, whatever tool resonates with you, I hope you will go out and find it and start to use it. I also think actually that this would be a good time to mention that I have a program coming out very soon. I'm so excited about it 
where I'm teaching you everything, not just human design, but also like somatics and self-sourcing and so much more, like literally all the tools I use (laughs) on a day-to-day basis to like tap myself back into this really aligned place. So I'm going to drop a link in the show notes for that as well. You can sign up to be on the wait list to be notified when it goes live, get all the details. I'm so excited. So with that, what the fuck am I doing? Let's get into this week's What the Fuck Am I Doing? Hopefully give you a giggle after all of that ranting. This week's story is coming to you live from Sedona, Arizona. I mean, not actually live because I'm not there anymore, but this is a few months ago now and I thought of it the other day and I just giggled because I think it's a pretty funny story. So thought I would share it with you all today. When I was in Sedona a few months back, I, you know, it being the spiritual vortex energetic portal that it is, I was like, I'm going to take a little bit of mushrooms and go on a hike. So I did. I took a very, very small amount, like micro, micro dose of mushrooms. Went on this hike, was having a lovely time just, you know, walking, really trying to stay off my phone and be present, just enjoying the scenery. But I did take a few pictures along the way of things that I thought were particularly cool, you know, some flowers. I came across this like mini rock tower that I feel like people sometimes make on hikes. Or I kind of also like to think like aliens made them, but probably just humans. But I found this mini rock tower and I was trying to take all these artistic pictures of it while I'm on mushrooms. So like obviously they weren't that artistic when I reviewed them later. But the funniest one of all these pictures that I took, this is so fucking hilarious, guys. And I can I can literally picture what it looked like in the moment in my mind as I'm speaking out loud. So on this hike, we would go through these areas that were almost like little dried up riverbeds or something like that. You'd be walking through some like foresty, bushy type landscape. And then all of a sudden there would just be this kind of like dried out riverbed looking thing. And, you know, crossed five, 10 of those maybe along the whole hike. And so one of those that I crossed by, I was walking over it and it looked like there were these like, the rock was kind of striped almost, not little stripes, but kind of like big uneven strips of different shades of this rock and this kind of like dried up riverbed looking thing. And I shit you not, I was like, this is the prettiest rock I've ever seen because it was like whites and these beautiful orangey reds and also like turquoise. And I was like, what the fuck? Like a turquoise rock that with the whites and the reds and the oranges and all the things. I was like, this is the coolest rock I've ever seen in my life. And so I took some artsy photos of it and I finished the rest of my hike. I have my nice little meditation moment, blah, blah, blah. Get back to my hotel later. And I'm just hanging out, kind of like looking through all the photos. And it is the most boring colored rock ever. I mean, not boring. It was still kind of a pretty, you know, Sedona-y orange-red type of rock situation. But it was so not at all what I saw in my little mushy brain on this on this walk. Oh my God, it was so funny. And I remember <laughs> telling people this story afterwards and showing them the photo and just them dying at how hilariously just average this rock was. So anyway, what the fuck am I doing? thinking that rocks are turquoise when they're actually not. Ah, it was so funny. (laughs) So anyway, that's it from me for today. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would share it with a friend, maybe on Instagram. Like I said before, if you share on Insta, tag me so I can say hello and thank you. 
Another way to support the show that I would be so grateful for is if you would subscribe and then leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It means so much to me and helps me grow the show. I'm so grateful for every single one of you that tunes in. And I'm actually switching things up a little bit. Usually I tell you about the secret, not that crazy playlist that I send you a link to. Um, I just wanted to switch things up a little bit. I mean, you can also have access to that if you send me the screenshot. But the exciting thing is if you send me a screenshot of that five-star review and the rating before you submit it and then DM it to me over on Instagram, you will be entered to win a human design mini reading with me. So at the end of the month, I'll pick a winner and you can either, you know, send me a specific question. Like if you have a block that you're working through or just something that you want to, you know, learn based on your human design chart, you can send that through. Or if you just want kind of a short general, you know, reading about the overview of your chart, you can go that route as well. But anyway, like I said, just excited about this, just switching things up a little bit, thought this would be a fun way to um, get a little more intimate. You know, it's fun to jam together on a playlist, but I really love, you know, connecting with you one-on-one and, and all that good stuff. So that is an option for you. I will leave you here with my parting thought for the week. So <laughs> this is so random, as all of these are, honestly. But why is it that when you're writing and even like how it feels to write and even like the shapes of my letters and whatnot, why is it that it's so different with every single fucking pen I use? Like every different pen, I swear to God, my handwriting changes. And I'm like, is this just me? I don't think it is. And I mean, the grip part, like, different shaped pens. Sure, they'll just grip differently. But like there had been this purple pen that I was using, just kind of like a regular ballpoint pen. And my writing was so much like rounder and bigger, honestly, a little bit neater than this like more ink style kind of blue pen that I'm using right now because the other one died. And it just, it's so crazy because I swear the handwriting looks so different. And even my grip on this new pen, like it's so much lighter. So it's just really weird. Like they're all pens. So why would it be that much different? Let me know if this is just me or if you also experience this too. Hopefully it's not just me, but if it is, can't argue with my experience, you know? (laughs) All right, my friends, I will leave you there for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in and all of your support. I will see you next week with another episode. Bye. Bye.